the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, do you have an older brother or sister who always has your back? Check out what this little girl did for her baby brother. Ellie's younger brother, Willem, has autism, and she wanted his classmates to understand him better before he started school. So she made this adorable video to fill in the other kindergartners. He has words in his head like everyone else. His brain just doesn't cooperate the way he wants. It gets frustrating for him, but he still makes tons of sounds practice. I hope you love him as much as I do. Isn't that so sweet? And the video is so helpful. Uh, Tons of moms and dads are sharing it with their kids. Mm. So they know how to treat a child with autism properly and kindly Mm. and caring with caring at school. Do you like to play pranks on your family and friends coming up? Wait till you hear what these (laughs) bridesmaids did to a bride. Have you ever played an epic prank on someone? A group of bridesmaids in Texas planned a really, really good one. They were trying to uh, get the wedding pictures And uh, the bride had picked out purple dresses for them to wear and jokingly told them, no Crocs. I don't want any Crocs for your shoes. So they all all bought matching purple Crocs (laughs) and showed up wearing them for the photos. More than 9 million people have watched the TikTok video because of the bride's face. It's priceless. She's just like, no, not the Crocs. But don't worry, they brought proper heels for the ceremony. They just pranked her afterwards at the photo session. There you go. If I ask you in your imagination, can you see the 18-year-old version of you in the mirror right now? Oh, man. Yes. Can you, can you see that person? Oh, yeah. Okay. Think of that person and the person you are now. And what are three things you would tell the 18-year-old version of yourself to do or not to do? I'll tell you what my three would be next. So the challenge, think of three things that you would tell your 18-year-old self to do or not to do. So I've come up with uh, with my three. One of the first one, man, if I would have done this, no telling how differently my life would have changed or would have turned out. Stop drinking now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right now. Don't uh, wait five or six years like I did. Stop now. That's good. That Powerful. would have changed so many, so many things. Step number two or thing number two, I would tell my 18 year old self directly related to number one. All that money you're going to save by stopping drinking now, (laughs) save it, invest Mm. all of that money. And step number three is directly related to number two and number one. If you do these things, 18-year-old Kev, you'll be able to retire when you're 50 from all that money you wasted, (laughs) not stopping drinking when you were 18. There you go. Those are my three things that I would tell 18-year-old Kev. Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. So uh, did you come up with three? Yeah, sure did. All right. We'll get Taylor's three things she would tell her 18-year-old self coming up next. So we're having some fun talking about what are three things you would tell your 18-year-old self. So I gave my three. What are yours, Taylor? Yeah. So it's interesting. But first, I wrote one. And then I'm like, no, I wouldn't tell myself that. And I started out with, because you specifically said 18. Yep. And I started out with, don't give so much of your heart 
to Greg because he's going to break it. And, wow, um, you went way personal. <laughs> I did. And you know what? I don't regret having him as my boyfriend because he was a great guy and we learned a lot about ourselves and had a lot of fun and, you know. Thankfully, okay, so thank you God I met Glenn instead. You scratched. I scratched that one. off. So one of the things I wrote is um, work on becoming fluent in Spanish now, because if you don't do it now, it's never going to happen. <laughs> that was a goal of mine. See. And yeah. <laughs> um, then I also said, don't waste time trying to be accepted by the popular crowd. Focus on who you are in Christ. Took me a long time to come to that on my own trial and error right, as far as trying to be accepted. Don't capitulate to the popular crowd. <laughs> be the popular crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, that didn't. That never happened. Okay. <laughs> and uh, finally, I wrote to my 18-year-old self, enjoy all that collagen in your face because it's going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, back then I had the worst self-esteem and now I, if I could go back and say, no, this is fun. Like, you have collagen in your face. You look... You look young. Enjoy it. The things you don't think of when yes, you're 18. I had no clue. Look at all my collagen. Look at all this collagen. <laughs> I'm collagen rich. <laughs> Chances are your kids are doing something that tons of other kids are doing, and it's called screen stacking. Have you heard about this, Kev? Is that where you have multiple screens going at yep, one time? You're right. Oh. Once school ends, a recent study finds two-thirds of children spend their evenings and weekends staring at up to four screens at once. About 60% of girls between 11 and 14 years old use two or more screens right after school each day. Mm. And this is a problem for a bunch of reasons, of course. Young kids are having more eyesight issues. The sedentary <laughs> lifestyle smart. isn't good for their health. And they often end up with sleep issues, too. Guys, all this time we're spending staring at our screens, not just kids, it's us, right? Mm-hmm. It's not normal. Nope. Think about we're uh, until when when was like Facebook and everything created? Has it been like 15 years Something now? Like Something that, like yeah. that. But before that, no one walked around staring at their phone. Mm-hmm. Nobody did that. And we're the, we're like the first group of people ever been on the planet that spend who knows how much time a day staring at a screen. Yeah. It's weird. We we are a weird piece. Stop it. <laughs> I'm talking to myself, by the way. <laughs> We're an experiment. Yeah, as I say that, surrounded yeah. by like four screens. <laughs> okay, have you recently had a direct answer to prayer where you're like, no way. Thank you, God. This is so amazing. Yeah, every morning when I open my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Our family had a huge one last night and we were all praying and our prayers got answered even before we got to go to bed. It was the coolest thing. Can't wait to tell you this story next. If you or someone you love runs a small business, you know how intense it is Ooh. because it's all on you. The survival of the business, the economic future of your family, like everything is on your shoulders. show up. Guess who gets to stay yeah. at work? An employee <laughs> makes a mistake. Guess who gets to fix it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we got a all hands on deck prayer request from my sister last night. She has been running an Etsy shop for 10 years now, providing for her family's income, helping, you know, contribute mm-hmm. while still being able to be at home with her daughters. And she makes these special custom monogram keychains and sport tags and lanyards yeah. and, and hand sanitizer holders are really cool, really beautiful. You can customize them and everything. Where could you well, find those, Taylor? 
uh, at just go to Etsy and look at Turning Heads Boutique. But um, anyway, the whole point of the story is she texts all of us and she's like, I know this is a crazy prayer request, but please, please, please pray. In my 10 years of running this shop, this has never happened to me. But 17 of my orders, some of them with tons of things in each order, are AWOL from the Postal Service. And they had, like, my my brother-in-law is really into security, so they had security camera footage of the postal worker picking it up from their house but not scanning anything. Uh And she was just like... You guys, I know this may seem not seem like a big deal in the grand scheme of thing, but this is hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Plus, right. I don't have the time to remake everything. Yeah. These customers have been waiting for a lot of them are teacher end of the year teacher gifts. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I like outside of the group was texting her like, what can I do to help? Is there anything you can train me to do? Like, can I make meals for your family while you work? Like, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Because I knew the the trauma she was feeling of like, what am I going to do? So we all started praying. And late, late last night, she said, God did a miracle. I logged on. These have been missing since a week ago, just AWOL. Okay. And um, she said, I went and checked one more time and they all popped up. They showed up. They were sca- as yeah, like or scanned, as or, scanned. So they know where they are. So they at least know where they are. So Oof. hopefully her clients will all... Because, you know, it's the domino effect because people will leave you bad reviews. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. not good for your business. Yeah, they and, don't want to hear the Postal Service let you know. Right. You she let had, them down. She had done their minds, everything right. right. Yeah. And um, it's funny because mm. my husband's like, maybe she should switch to this other service. And then he goes, wait, that's the service that lost our biopsies for our dog. When we were, remember that whole mm-hmm. story? So mm-hmm. I don't know what the solution is well, nowadays. But Seeing that we're all still getting Christmas cards. Ooh, <laughs> Okay, we want to hear about your mama. What's a time that your mom utterly, thoroughly, and 100% embarrassed you? (laughs) Let's swap some my mom embarrassed me stories. We're talking about those times that our moms have embarrassed us. My mom, it's got to be eighth grade. I was the new kid at school, and it was for some reason in the first month of the school year, they had the parents could come in and observe the classroom day. And my mom came in. In eighth grade. And she was the only one. Oh, how embarrassing. No, everyone else was like, Mom, please do not come in. I apparently did not have the foresight to do that. And she mm-hmm. was coming in. So she was the only mom sitting there on parent day. My mom was notorious for discussing ailments about us in front of other people, Ugh. like a rash. Oh. Or Taylor has to have a wart taken off her hand. Oh. You're like, Mom, stop. <laughs> We'd love to hear your embarrassing story. Hey, Lori, how did your mom embarrass you? I was in uh, grade school, and my mom got in the habit of coming and picking me up in different color wigs. Ha! So one day she came, and she had a long blonde wig to her bottom, (laughs) and she yelled across the park spot to me, Lori Ann, Lori Ann! So I would recognize her. And she's been gone 20 years, and I still giggle about that now. Aw, she sounds awesome. Anu, what's the most embarrassed your mom ever made you? When she made us wear clothes she stitched for herself. Homemade clothes, yep. Homemade clothes. The best part was she would, like, reuse them, meaning, like, one week it would be a pillow cover, and then she's like, ah, maybe I can make this into a skirt. So the next week, she's like, but that was a pillow cover last week. <laughs> Not anymore. When you are around kids, like whether you're a Sunday school teacher, or a girls on the run coach, a mom or a dad, you try to tell them, listen, 
you can do anything if you set your mind to it. If you work really hard and you put your mind to it, you can do it. Well, this is a great story to tell them. Have you heard of Amy Bockerstedt? Uh, back in 2016, she became the first golfer with Down syndrome to qualify for the Arizona high, uh, State High School Tournament. And then she became the first person with Down syndrome to earn a, an athletic college scholarship, got a full ride to college. And now she's making history again. She's becoming the first athlete with Down syndrome to play in a national collegiate athletic championship. Wow. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. Go Amy. She's now 22 years old and she's just killing it at golf. That is I just cool. love this story. I mean, talk about hard work paying off. You know what would be fun if we lived in her part of the country mm-hmm. to challenge her to a putt putt golf tournament? Oh, that would be <laughs> such a fun, like do it for charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that idea. To raise money for like yeah. Down syndrome uh, organizations. It'd be so fun to get to know her. <laughs> She'd probably kick our butts too. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Are you fascinated by the Royals? My wife is. I don't get it. I mean, if something comes on about uh, Kate and Will or Megan and Harry, she's like, oh, whoa, 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 I want to see that. I want to see that. I don't understand. Because she feels like she knows them from seeing them on TV so much, maybe. She always comments on how well-behaved Kate and Will's kids are. But mm-hmm. I know why now. I know why they're so well-behaved in public. I'll tell you, Kate Middleton's this is her secret to keeping the kids well-behaved in public. I'll tell you what it is next. You know what? You are probably a lot like Kate Middleton, more than you realize it when it comes to keeping your kids in line. I just read her secret to keeping the keeping the kids in line when they make public appearances. This means there's bribery involved? And they make tons of them. No? Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. But when the kids start misbehaving, she has a code word she uses to let them know. Snap to or no royal dessert for you. It's bribery, no dessert. Well, I don't know See? if that's the punishment or not. Rewards. I don't know if that's the. I don't know if that's the punishment oh, or not. Oh, but the key okay. thing is, it's a, it's a code word. She has a code word. Don't know what the word is, but there's a word <gasps> that lets we don't the know kids what it know. Is? Oh, I'm so fascinated. And I'm wondering, is it the same word that Megan uses with Harry in public? <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't work. <laughs> She's tried. <laughs> she, she keep him in line with the same word. Now I want to know what the code word is. What do you think? I'm it is? so cute. I don't know because do I've. Think I honestly, I have never seen a video of her with her children. I've seen still shots, mm-hmm. but I've never seen an active video well, of like her interacting best British with voice. Her. What do you think it is? Like something like Mary Poppins. <laughs> grasshopper. <laughs> There's a grasshopper over there. Oh, she rolls her R's now. <laughs> and, then, and then it escalates. Grasshopper! <laughs> Where did I come up with that word? I don't know, but it's very funny. <laughs> you can see her and Will just chasing them around. Grasshopper! Grasshopper! <laughs> what, if it's, what if the code word is Queen Mother? The Queen Mother would not approve. <laughs> oh, I don't know. So here, give us a call. That's funny. And let us know what you either what you think her code word is or what is your code word. Do you have a code word that you use with your kids to let them know? You, you better snap to and start behaving. My we, mom's code word is spank. It's spank, right? <laughs> it worked really well. Give us a call. <laughs> April, your family has a code word for when discipline needs to be uh, implemented or it's imminent? 
Yes, it's a warning. We have a big family, and so we came up with Nunnas, and it means no unnecessary noise in small spaces. <laughs> How funny. So we'll be, it's so funny. We'll be in the car, and my 10-year-old, when it gets too loud, will say, Nunnas! <laughs> it works every time. Dawn, we're talking about code words that we use with our kids. Like Kate Middleton apparently uses code words to keep the keep the little royals in line. Did, did you ever do that? Yes, it was more of a countdown, and then there was spoon. So they would cut up. I would be like, three, two, one. By the time I got to one, they had to be tight and right. <laughs> and then um, I kept a little uh, spoon, a, a wooden spoon, um, to pop them with if they ever, you know, if they got past that one, um, that spoon would come out, and then I'd say, spoon, and they'd just stop in their tracks. Whatever they were doing, they would stop. See, now, my brother and I, we would have worked together, and before we left the house, we would have gone through your purse and taken the spoon. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they That's tried bold. that, too. They tried that. Mom's shooting blanks today. <laughs> Turns out mom was right when she told you absence makes the heart grow fonder. My mom said that all the time. After a year apart, most Americans are more appreciative of their mom than Mm. ever before. No kidding. The survey also revealed 65% of us view our moms as a superhero. A majority of us are trying to make this the best Mother's Day ever for mom to make up for how tough the last year has been. I mean, you think about what moms have done. They had to go from working at work and using daycare to working at home, helping their kids school online, managing, finding toilet paper and supplies and cooking more than ever. It's been a tough year. On I've moms. told our kids over and over and over again, because they all have their individual stuff that's gone wrong in the last year, but they all go to mom. Mom hears it from everybody. So mom takes the weight of the world, her world, on her shoulders, like completely more than anybody else in the family. So, yeah, it's been a really hard. She year is a moms. superhero. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Do you feel like you would be brave and rise to the occasion if someone needed you to rescue them? I sure hope I would. I've never been put in that situation. But check out this hero, Kev. There was a terrible accident on a road you've been on many, many, many times growing up. Okay. Uh, Route 90 Bridge into Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, yeah. So it's this like five car pileup. It's a nightmare. And a little two year old, she was thrown out of the car into the bay below, still in her car seat. No kidding. And an incredibly brave hero jumped off the bridge. Is that pretty high? Uh, high enough that you wouldn't do it unless you had to. Yeah. yeah. And plunged in the water, saved the toddler's life. And the bay is only about four or five feet deep. Mm -hmm. So it was a very dangerous, Mm -hmm. risky thing to do. And so heroic. And the baby girl is going to be just fine. So far, the hero is anonymous. I can't give credit to who that man was. But man, that baby girl is alive because he was brave enough to jump. What a great story. You have a hard time keeping up with the latest slang words coming up. Help is on the way. Do you have a hard time keeping up with the latest slang words? We're here to help. The latest is Chugi. Have you heard this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah? You know Mm -hmm. this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. What's the definition? Um, I'll give you an example. I'll use it in a sentence. Oh, you're my little Chugi. (laughs) 
<laughs> you so just made that up. Oh, don't make me laugh. I oh, have man, bruised those, ribs from a mountain bike fall. Those new <laughs> shoes are chuggy. Um, is that it? Is, is yes, that it? that's right. But you don't know why you're using that in that sentence, right? Chuggy? What? No. No. Why, okay. why is so, it, so it means cool. It means something's cool. Like, no, uh, no, it no. doesn't. According to Urban Dictionary, it's the opposite of trendy. Chuggy describes a style that was popular in middle school or high school, but it's no longer cool. Mm. The big disclaimer is if you still like it, that's fine. It's okay to be chuggy. But apparently it's things like that are slightly off trend. Mm. So I guess you could say that Taylor Scott is definitely chuggy. I was going to say for some of us, it's a lifestyle. (laughs) It's a lifestyle (laughs) for me. But like the one TikTok that went viral, she was saying like signs with words in your homes are now chuggy. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, like kind of like off trend. What is the commercial? I forget. It's for one of the insurance companies. Yeah, about how not to be your parents. We need a sign to live, laugh, love. Yes, no, No. no. put in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) Our producer Griffin and his wife Sarah have a five-year-old and a four-year-old, and they recently took their first trip, couples-only trip, Mm -hmm. no kids in a long time. Let's just say the reunion with the kiddos. Didn't go exactly as he had envisioned it. We're going to talk about that next. So, Griff, uh, Taylor was just saying that uh, your reunion after you and Sarah came home from vacation with the kids uh, wasn't exactly Instagrammable. What happened? <laughs> well, at least not for me. My <laughs> wife got to experience it all. She got to see the kids first because I had to come straight to work. Oh, no. Before Mommy's they woke home. up. Mommy's home. Yeah, so she got to have that whole experience with them. They hadn't seen her in a few days. Aww. Like, oh, Mommy. You know, when we were on the trip, we got them a few little gifts, of oh, course, fun. to give them. yeah. Well, my wife didn't wait till I got home to oh, give them. No, she gave them without She you. gives the gifts to them right <laughs> oh, then. Oh, man. It's like, oh, mommy, thank you. You know, it's this whole thing. And then I get home later in the day. And, like, the first thing they say is, Daddy, can you get us a snack? Or, Daddy, come play Legos with me. Or, like, it's just, like, Just that, any other normal. day. Right. Yeah. No big deal. Aww. So there wasn't, like, this big reunion moment. Or, Poor Daddy. I am a, I'm a little curious. You went to the Chip and Joanna Gaines compound. Yeah. What kind of kid gifts do they have? Like chip lap Legos? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool, actually. No. <laughs> what do they have for children there? They have lots of clothes and stuff. We didn't get them anything there, honestly. We picked uh-huh. them up some books and other knickknacks. That when my dad used to travel, yeah. it was blatantly obvious he got us airport gifts. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's funny. <laughs> it's like last minute. Here's a. I mean, what eight year old doesn't want a Chicago shot glass? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bummed you didn't get the glory at all. Next yeah. time you'll have to time it where you get home at the same time. Yeah. Right. Sarah. Or, or bring the gifts with you to work. That's a good idea. <laughs> Hearing you and our producer Griffin talking about parents going out of town and bringing back gifts brought up so many memories for me because I grew up in a family with five girls and my mom and dad were able to do these little like weekend getaways at least once a year because they had built in babysitters. My older sisters are five and seven years older uh, than me yeah. and a lot older than my twin sisters, the baby girls. So built-in babysitters, dad's like taking your mom away for the weekend. Mm. And I feel badly for them because I wasn't like running to ask about gifts, but I wanted to know every detail of their weekend away. And I'm just a detail person. So I'd be like, <laughs> okay, so you left here at about four o'clock on Friday. Where did you go first? 
Tell me about the hotel. What did you have for dinner? What did you eat for breakfast the next day? Did you go to the beach? What did you like? I just had to hear every detail, and they were so patient with me and shared the whole trip because I really, I was interrogator genuinely curious. I guess in a way for me, like I could, I could vicariously live the trip through them because I was the kid stuck at home. With my older sisters in charge. Right. But a six-year-old wouldn't understand. Uh, we slept until 11. <laughs> no. We ate and we went back to bed. <laughs> you must have been really tired, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flint. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.